to the TechCast. Coming at you live, it's Optimus and Finn. We are joined by our buddy from down under, Mr. Pluto. What's happening, guys? I think the correct term is Professor Pluto. Like, oh, that's true. He is a professor. You know, <laughs> you got to give the man his title. Come on. Uh, I, I'm uh, rethinking that name at the moment because Pluto isn't even a planet anymore. So, you know, lose some credibility. I'm a professor <laughs> of not a planet, so it's a dwarf I planet. I don't know if that makes it any better. They keep calling changing something a their dwarf mind on that whole but, thing. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we are glad to be back and recording. It is November. Um, I'm not even going to talk about what's coming up here in the United States because shit's going to get crazy. But we are excited to be talking about video games. We got a we got Professor Pluto, who's in the future. Today's Monday for us. It's Tuesday for him. It's, <laughs> it's going to be summer for him. It's going to be winter for us. And his toilets go backwards. So, <laughs> welcome back to the show, man. It's been a long time since we've had you. How's life been? Uh, it's been pretty crazy. I have a two-month-old daughter now. So, hopefully, yeah. she can stay quiet for the show. But um, Well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. That was a, that was a experience. Right, is that your first one? Yeah, my first one. Yeah, it was in the breech position, which is totally the wrong way for a baby to be born. So we scheduled a cesarean for that, and man, it's uh, a lot to take in. It was a lot to take in for me. I was uh, nervous as hell. Well, everybody's happy and healthy, so that's good to hear. And you know, especially in today's world, so glad to hear that, man. And congratulations and. Get all the sleep when you can, because nothing else really matters. <laughs> Thankfully, she's been sleeping, I won't say great, but she's been sleeping all right. So we haven't had it too bad yet. Oh, that's awesome to hear, man. Just hopefully you don't get into some, excuse me, really nasty teething that will impact to sleep. I got lucky and dodged that bullet. But, um, yeah, I mean... Congratulations. Uh, can I say congratulations on maybe getting a new Xbox next week for you? Yes, 100%. The EB Games website melted in Australia about <laughs> 10 seconds after the counter finished. Um, they didn't have enough uh, like capture software on there, so a lot of bots uh, got in before any human could finish their cart, and it melted their, their website. Um, but I got one in the second the second allotment, which was meant to be before the end of the year. And I got an email maybe two weeks ago saying I'd been bumped up to, to launch date. So uh, bad news turned into a good one, but I thought there might be a chance of that happening because I don't think, because the website melted, I didn't think they actually sold all their first allotment. That's awesome. So are you just sticking with the... Did you get an X or an S? Yeah, definitely got an X. And I'm looking to pair it up with a... Uh, LG CX 65 inch. Hopefully, you have a good Black oh, Friday wow. sale later this year. Yes, uh, I'm, I've been listening to you guys talk about Corona and how you've been having troubles, but thankfully for me, uh, you know, with everything happening, it's been uh, pretty good. I've been working from home and saving a lot of money. Um, I mean, I bought a Nintendo Switch just because I wanted to buy something the other day, and I've just been banking my money. So, you know, there you go. about. 3500 Australian dollars for that maybe a bit better if there's a good sale on on a Black Friday so uh, Hoppa, that LG CX is a pretty beast of a TV though isn't it it's a amazing TV yeah uh, so that's a well 
when you get that series x hooked up to it pluto definitely let us know in the discord how that looks are you also i couldn't remember do you dabble in playstation at all or are you just strictly xbox and now switch i guess uh, i'm just just in the xbox ecosystem okay uh, not for a few iterations of the playstation understandable well yeah so next week uh a week from or man now i'm all confused on what day it is trying to (laughs) keep track of this thing um in a week on uh november 10th we will see the drop of the xbox x and s series x and s dropping uh hopefully as many people in our tag community will get theirs on launch day and not be delayed i have not heard any confirmation of launch day delivery so i'm a little nervous about that but hey whatever i'll get it eventually uh then we also have on the 12th of november so two days later the ps5 will five will officially launch on thursday uh so whoever's getting a ps5 I hope that it shows up on your doorstep or in the store, just like I hope everybody else's Xbox show up on. Um, We've chronicled and talked about different experiences regarding those two pre-orders, so hopefully it's worked out for you. If you are getting a PS5 uh, and you got it around the launch window, please let one of us know. We would love to have you on the show. We're going to have a reaction show to the new consoles, what they look like, what they feel like, what they how they play and just kind of just chat about what their experience is so far so please let us know we'd love to have you on the show shortly after launch uh reach out to us and we can get that scheduled so yeah there's been a lot of news outside of everything uh playstations are finally getting released to reviewers same thing with xboxes so a lot of things have been coming out um but one of the biggest things that has been coming out is the new ps5 dualsense controller and this thing is a beast of a controller in terms of what it can do it has haptics all over it it can uh, do different things like make the triggers harder to pull um easier to pull based on like kind of like if you were pulling a bow and arrow um it can it has vibrations all over it 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 can man it it just can do so much but one of the cool things is it all these features can be turned on and off um there's also a lot of compatible accessibility features for uh, people with like blind and low vision text-to-speech speech to text things like that that can uh help you out in terms of not necessarily having to use any of the on-screen keyboards or other features that may impact your gaming so this dual sense controller really is stepping up the uh the game in terms of what it can do so um i was a little disappointed to see the xbox controller not get as many updates to it but i'm also fine with that because i like the simplicity of it so it'll be interesting to see what happens down the line yeah i feel like that's one of those things where it could either really take off the haptics it sounds interesting and it sounds like it could really take off and i feel like Microsoft was kind of like, we're not sure, so we're going to kind of stick with the base controller, because the last time they tried to experiment with some forward-thinking tech, we got the Kinect packed in, and nobody <laughs> wanted that. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that I up, I think too. It, it seems like the gamers, the gamer gamers, we want better graphics, you know, better frame rates, and a solid interface, which which is what Xbox has been... They they remedied that with the xbox one x and it seems like they're like okay let's just kind of stick to what we're good at and let's offer a a big value for this we're getting we're giving you a lot of machine for your dollar i think well at the end of 
Go ahead, Pluto. I think that the the DualSense controller uh, is probably the best thing about the PlayStation 5 for me. Um, that might be a little bit of a controversial statement. I'm not anti-PlayStation. It's definitely the I'm best looking part of the PlayStation 5. <laughs> yeah, their, their controllers for the first four iterations, I think it's probably fair to say that they sucked. If you had anything other than a child's hand, you had no room on those controllers. <laughs> So when you when you come over to the Xbox One and you can actually fit your hands on it, um, I, I just no, I don't know that was revolutionary. They they perfected it with the 360. They perfected my, it again with the One. That was my big complaint about the uh, Nintendo Switch. I was like, who the hell can play this thing? Not an yeah. adult. Like, well, not I don't even, even close. have big hands, and I just felt <laughs> like when I played PlayStation, my hands would cramp because they were like overlapping on the controller, but on the Xbox controllers you actually have room but I remember when they released the picture of it all the PlayStation gamers were going off and they're saying this sucks it's terrible and I thought you know what it's actually it's actually a really good iteration and I see your point Finn about them not iterating too much on the Xbox One controller apart from the share button but for me I think they were already so far ahead that this is more of a catch up from PlayStation and plus they don't have anything to compare to the elite controllers apart from maybe controllers that don't have to be always sent back for repairs well I will say the one thing that this controller has that the Kinect didn't have going for is at least the controller can be used to do what it's intended to do which is control the game and do the base function is still there whereas connect right. had no other use and true. it was uh well except you could say xbox record that, that was true <laughs> which is nice that was the best how thing many, about it xbox was, turn on xbox how many times have you fumbled trying to find that record button and you just take a screenshot instead and you're like damn it i didn't want yes. that do you remember when uh, early days when the xbox one came out and there was a, a story about a guy whose username was xbox sign out or yeah. xbox turn off <laughs> The people would be getting killed by him. I remember that. Getting killed like on Battlefield and Call of Duty, like, damn Xbox sign off, and then the Xbox, you know, signs out. That's hilarious. Pretty funny. Um, Some other news things. Uh, Chris Lee, uh, like project lead of Halo Infinite, he's stepped down. He still works for Microsoft, apparently, but he's uh, moving on to some other things. Joe Staten, and I cannot remember the other guy's name. He's now taking over. Or Joe Staten's taking over single player. This other guy's taking over for multiplayer. Um, so that's can be concerning a little bit. Um, we already know the troubles that Halo Infinite has been through so far. I just asked this question. Do you think that them going to the semi-open world has been the biggest problem for them so far? Or do you think there's other issues behind this? Hmm. I I might just jump in and say I actually quite liked the the stuff that they showed at their showcase on Halo Infinite. I thought the open world stuff was a good iteration. The graphics were nice and clean and fine, but it's uh, it's certainly fair to say that playing even a semi open world game would be uh, sorry it'd be a lot more difficult to make. Um, but yeah, this this guy stepping down from Halo Infinite, it's you can read into it either way. You know, maybe he's making yeah. way for someone to come in and fix it, or maybe it's more troubled than we thought. Yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of different things. I heard uh, Gary Witta, he's a 
personality with like kind of funny games and some other projects but he was saying maybe him stepping down was good for the for the development that's left in this game but it's definitely saying that this game is not coming out for at least until holiday next year at this rate so anyways i hope the best for halo because halo is one of my favorite franchises of all time so i want it to be successful so um another game that has been in kind of turmoil really ever since it's released is anthem and they bioware just came out with a whole bunch of uh information about what they're trying to do uh with anthem and they're adding in skill trees rpg elements uh all sorts of this is an update to the existing game or is this for a new game it's not even out yet it's this is what they're saying they're gonna do so anthem came out and there was just a lot of just bad things you know it was a good game it was fun or let me not say good game it was a fun game but it was messed up it had a lot a lot of loading screens a lot of long loading screens a lot of bugs a lot of things that just weren't working well but one of the biggest complaints was the different javelins or the uh suits that you could use didn't feel like you could make builds out of them it was just what their base models and that was it um it pretty much felt like everybody had the base trim level of each different car and no one else could do any modifications that really made any difference so now they're going to make it skill trees rpg where you're in points to have better passive abilities because it's all just a pve game so it'll be interesting to see what they do there's still no word on when this anthem 2.0 release is supposed to come we're coming up to uh let's see february or march of this of 2021 will be two years since it's released so maybe 2.0 will come on two years there's no word on whether they'll charge people for it there's no word on any of this it's just speculation on as to when it's going to come out and this may be the biggest con of all time it may never come out they may just be screwing with us and just acting like they're doing it i don't know it's not the first time they've uh, suggested they have a roadmap for where they're going to go with this game true that's very true they they had a big roadmap and then they just threw it to threw it away about two weeks into it so yeah just thinking about those loading screens as well that's certainly one thing that will benefit from the new ssd technology Uh in the new consoles so i think if you couple that with a decent update it could have a bit of a revival like we saw with uh sea of thieves which was you know slammed when it came out for being you know half a game a quarter of a game uh i'm not so convinced that anthem is going to have a resurgence because i think people have been burned too many times yeah well anthem is uh looking very much like it's going to turn into a destiny clone but you can free to play probably well a lot of their models and things that they showed look very like like the loadout screen looks very much like the excuse me the weapon select screen on uh Mm -hmm. destiny so like they they seem to be borrowing heavily from other things that are games as a service so it's just such a shame because it had so much promise and yeah. then people will be like Where, where's the rest of it what do i do now this, yeah. this actually got down to selling at uh four dollars brand new in australia for australian dollars wow. i think it got down to five dollars here too oh yeah in the united states i'm well, pretty sure i think it made it into the vault on ea play like or access or whatever that's called like faster than any other game um so yeah it's unfortunately it's in some it's in bad shape uh i loaded it up the other day and 
you know they haven't really changed anything since i loaded it up but i still had fun with it. it it's still it has it has the right bones to the game it just needs it needs a new skin reworked out a lot of things but it has the right stuff the the flying in it is perfect it's a lot of fun it make it's enjoyable they just need to fix the weapons and the and the ability to make the javelins feel like they're unique from each other other than just the tanky one versus the dodgy one and the more magic one if you will so anyways i mean there's been other news stories a lot of things that we've talked about in the discord server that have been really uh titillating has sparked a lot of conversation especially like the dmca takedowns on twitch Uh, i won't go into that now but like you know we've talked a lot about it so i come join us in the discord talk about what's going on in the world of gaming but i do know it is the month of november like i said and that means a lot a lot a lot of game releases we're we're hitting the the season and uh i'm just gonna tear into it because we've got two major consoles and along with those two major consoles we have a ton of launch games i'm gonna air quote that because not all of them are are exclusive to the consoles we have a lot of crossover um Starting tomorrow, or today, if you're Professor Pluto, <laughs> November 3rd, Bakugan Champions of Vestroia on the Switch and Jurassic World Complete Edition on the Switch. November 6th, Dirt 5 comes out, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. The digital edition for Xbox One, oh, and also PC, the digital edition for Xbox One and PS4 um, I know at least for sure the Xbox One edition, you get a free cross-gen upgrade to Series X. That same day, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered PS4, Xbox One, and PC. This one's... November- the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. It's like, people have been asking for like 10 years. For a long time, bring me, yeah. Bring me Underground. Bring me Underground to an EA go, here you go, Hot Pursuit Remastered. Like, right. No, no. Where's Underground? Where's Most Wanted? The good ones. Alright, November 10th, Series X launch day. On Series X launch day, we've got a... I think this is a full remake. This was a game that came out in the uh, 360... Maybe even original Xbox era. It was original. And PlayStation 2. Yeah, and it had a very... um, It was pre-Borderlands using that comic book graphic novel art style that game 13 uh it's actually based on a french um graphic novel series i believe yes it's uh, a great ps4 game xbox one switch and pc assassin's creed valhalla i know fen's been kind of wanting to play this one ps4 series x xbox one pc dirt 5 is listed on november 10th that's the series x edition destiny 2 beyond light expansion ps4 xbox one pc devil may cry 5 special edition series x enlisted oh, the rest of these are going to be series x enlisted the falconeer fortnite gets a series x update fuser gears tactics manifold garden NBA 2K21, which has some crazy-looking graphics. <laughs> Observer System Reda, Redo, 
uh, Tetris Effect Connected, Watch Dogs Legions, that ray tracing demo looks insane on there, WRC9, and Yakuza Like a Dragon, which will also be on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. November 12th, the day the PS5 drops, I'm going to run this list off, we got a lot of PS5 games coming out that day, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Astro's Playroom, I think, comes with the PS5. Correct. Demon's Souls Remake, a game a lot of people are itching to play. Uh, Devil May Cry Special Edition, Fortnite Remaster, Godfall, Just Dance 2021, that comes all on um, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, uh, NBA 2K21, Observer System Redo, Sackboy, a big adventure on PS5, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, PS5 and PS4. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PS5, Watch Dogs Legion on PS5, and then Friday, November 13th, this is National McSwitch, Taylor, and Hop Day. We are getting Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, <laughs> PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit Remastered on Switch. November 20th, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity on the Switch, and Katamari Damacy Reroll, PS4 and Xbox One this time. That's very cool. November 23rd, you may have heard of this game series. It has stolen the lives of many gamers, but they get another <laughs> expansion, World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Pay your bills, people. Love your family. Don't get trapped in Warcraft. November 24th, <laughs> Just Dance 2021, PS5 and Xbox Series X. Those are our November dates, and there's probably more hotness coming in December, including a game a lot of people have been waiting for that we'll probably talk about uh, later on. That's our Cyberpunk. Um, quick game update on launch day for both... Xbox Series X and PS5, Borderlands 3 is getting a free 4K60 update, and they're dropping a Season Pass 2. The first half of Season Pass 2 comes out on launch day, and that includes a new game mode called Arms Race, which is like a mix of almost like think Running Man meets a Battle Royale game. You're dropped in with your squad, and you have to pick up gear. You don't have any of your skills or your existing gear, and kill bad guys and extract the good gear you get if you don't extract it and your squad wipes, you lost it all. Um, also, each Vault Hunter gets a whole new skill tree with new skills. And if you don't own Borderlands 3 and you need to buy a disc copy right now because they're on sale on Amazon, you should go to Amazon, look for the version you want to buy, drop that into our tag Discord anywhere, but preferably the Deals tab. It'll spit you out an affiliate tree link that will help sponsor the TagCast and all of the AdultGamer.com's endeavors. Yes, sir. And also, feel free to write in and send me a message with a question you'd like to ask me, Hop, and whichever guest host joins us that episode. That way we can have some spontaneity to the show and make it a little bit more fun. Feel free to ask anything that your heart desires. It can be as weird as, as what color underwear are you wearing today, Hop? I'm not wearing any, Fen. Why are you asking? Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Ubo's going to be fanning himself later after this. Um, <laughs> all right. I don't even know how to like segue into our playlist. But <laughs> other than that, uh, Pluto, what are you playing today? Or this 
week or recently or whatever. Well, actually, uh, people that remember me remember I play for the achievements, uh, and I'm coming up to five hundred thousand gamer score. Uh, I'm about four nine nine eight hundred or so. I'm getting pretty close to it, so I've been planning them out so that I hit five hundred thousand on the dot. Because if you don't hit it on the dot, it doesn't count, you know. Uh, I actually traded in two Xboxes today that I'd been playing Battlefield Hardline on. I had three Xboxes set up on my coffee table and my main one uh, on my TV and just spawning in and killing uh, the other three accounts 40,000 times for the last four achievements that I needed. Holy cow, I have to, like, commend you on your dedication to achievements. (laughs) That's, like, the uh, most... It's madness. And Unreal I'm, thing I've ever heard of, to be honest. It's it's funny. I, I always say, like, yes, Achievement Hunters are mad. And explaining that I bought three Xboxes to get a 100 gamer score is, is stupid. And I'm well aware of that. But uh, we're nothing compared to speedrunners. The speedrunners, they're crazy, man. They'll spend so much more time on something. But um, that's finished. I finished that this morning. Traded the Xboxes in. So I'm... All paid up for that. Uh, I've kept on playing uh, Rocket League with with my friends, and I've hit into the low ranks of Diamond, um, and the drop down back down to Platinum. So, you know that's fun. But I've already got all the achievements in that game, and that's the only game I keep playing after I finish them all. Uh, I am also working on uh, the launch game for the 360, Perfect Dark Zero. I, as I said, I'm working from home. That's one of those games that I like wanted to love, and there are times I, I've gone back to it just because I loved the uh, Perfect Dark series, <laughs> and it just makes me furious at how like it's bad. Lack- yeah, kind of lackluster bad. it is. Yeah, uh, I agree. I wanted to really like it. I hadn't played Perfect Dark before I started. Like you knew it. it was bad when they had to like put like lines on the game to tell you where to go. <laughs> yeah, because it was so confusing. Yeah, I I didn't realize at the time because I just played it, and this was before I played achievements. Because if uh, I played achievements at the time, I would never have started this game. But I've been working uh, with a controller on my desk and starting matches every two minutes during my workday, so that I can get the th- play a thousand matches <laughs> achievements. It's just. It's ridiculous, but I, I won't finish all the achievements in that game because you have to play all the difficulties on co-op at least once, and then you have to play them on single player. Maybe not all of them, but you have to at least play it twice on single player and twice on co-op. I'm not doing that. Wow. Um, but the last last game I've I haven't been playing it recently, but I wanted to mention it because it will be what I hit my 500,000 gamer score on. Uh, I don't know if you remember, guys remember the game Zombie that was games with gold a couple of years back. It started Vaguely. off on the Wii U, I think. Oh yes, Zombie U, right? Yes, it was called Zombie U and when they yeah. ported it over to Xbox it was just called Zombie. But I have to finish the game on the middle difficulty and then on the survivor one life mode and that achievement's called Unstoppable for 90 gamer score and that will be my 500,000 gamer score achievement. So, you, like I, you said, if I remember correctly, you have a whiteboard that you do your achie- like write yes. your achievements out on, and yes. you've and you have like a checklist of achievements to your 500 gamer score. 
Yes, yeah, I have. I haven't written it up on the whiteboard because uh, there's like four achievements left now. I think yeah. five, maybe. Um, wow. But yeah, I do have a whiteboard. It's looking, it's looking pretty bare. I've only got um, forty-five games on it. I think at the moment that I'm trying to finish off. Okay. Which has slowly been decreasing, but then they have sales of stuff, and you know you yeah. buy stuff, and yeah, it's been slowly decreasing though. So, did they do the uh, Hall of Fame out there in Australia? Uh, yes, they did. We are one of the supported regions. And uh, on our, our podcast, the Real Gamer Score podcast, we're actually going to have... Well, I shouldn't say going to, but we are very, very likely to have three winners of that. Oh, awesome. Um, our, our guy, Neomaster from New Zealand, has, is the number one Gamer Score holder in New Zealand. And that goes along with the most uh, Xbox One achievements Hall of Fame that he will... Very good chance he'll get that. Chin Doctor is top 10 in Australia for Gamer Score. Uh, but he started in 2015. So he's pretty much all Xbox One. So he will have that wrapped up. Uh, he's a top 10 Gamer Score and he started five years ago that's impressive he's a, he is a madman he crossed a million mm, two three months ago so he's it's pretty much a million gamer score on xbox one uh, wow. and our third host shadowless edge he he was on a quest to play every single uh game pass game for that particular challenge and oh, he wow. played about six six hundred games in uh, up until that closed so we're not 100% sure if he's got it in the bag but if he's not he'll be uh, he'll be top 10 for sure so he just really wants the hoodie because (laughs) he's already got a series x coming he just wants the hoodie for yeah every single game pass game man wow well you guys are stacks (laughs) yeah you guys are definitely a dedicated bunch i am not gonna lie there um so more power to you guys uh hop what are you playing? Uh, let's see. I finished out the Battle Pass and Season Rank for Modern Warfare Warzone. Uh, I'm going to take a little vacation. I might be taking a permanent vacation from Modern Warfare at this point because I'm excited to move on to Cold War. Um, uh, I also fired up Call of Duty World at War, which I only played... A l- I never finished it. I played it at a friend's house. I never owned it previously, but uh, my GameShare buddy owns it digitally, so fired that up because that's kind of the prequel to the whole Black Ops series, and I've never played it. So I started the first couple missions, and it was kind of fun to be in the in the old WW2 era action again. Um, that one's I, on my whiteboard, too. <laughs> yeah, I have... Um, you know... I paid for Star Wars Squadrons. I don't really like it, but I went in and actually customized the controls to try and make it as close to Ace Combat 7. I don't know if you remember last time I was talking about how I hated the default controls and I couldn't, like... It just felt weird flying it, because it controlled, like, a first-person, like, a Call of Duty game. It didn't control, like, a flying game. Well, I finally tweaked the controls to match Ace Combat 7, and it feels more like a flying game. I did another mission. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and grid it out, uh, but maybe just one mission at a time. 
Still learning the ins and outs of MK11. I played some with uh, Warlock Online, and that was a lot of fun. And then we switched to Virtua Fighter 5 with the crew. And then Borderlands 3 is always a nice, comfy place to go and farm gear. Uh, Fallen and I are trying to farm some gear that's only available in the current Halloween event. Um, so we're trying to find some of that gear before it disappears. I think it disappears on Thursday. So uh, what have you been playing, Finn? Uh, just dabble with Modern Warfare a little bit. I've been working on Borderlands 3, the Krieg DLC, which has been a lot of fun. You were helping me with that the other yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good uh, times. Hoping I'll be able to finish that up here this week. Um, and then I was on Destiny 2 for a little bit. Uh, Ghost Touch, Obi, and a few other people were trying to do a raid, and I was just t- jumping hanging around. Out. Yeah, <laughs> hanging out, listening to them, but uh, playing for a little bit. And then uh, if... Uh, if I haven't been online, it's probably because I'm sleeping. Because you know, laying on the couch makes me sleepy now, and <laughs> I fall asleep. So that that's where I've been sometimes. Uh, I've been trying to f- make sure I join up for game nights and things, though. Making sure my Thursdays are open. Hop. <laughs> nice game night this coming. Uh, Thursday, November 5th, we have Halo 5, the return of Halo. It's been three weeks. Yankee, if you're listening, uh, it's back to Halo. (laughs) November 12th, Sunset Overdrive, a game that I got with gold, have always wanted to play and never have really messed around with it. I should probably reinstall it at some point. It's so good. I've heard. And I guess Insomniac got bought by Sony, so we're never going to get... Like, if we get a sequel, it won't be made by Insomniac. And I guess Insomniac... I heard not only when we won't get it, because Insomniac owns the rights and they were bought by Sony. So that's kind of a twofer. I think the there's a gray area on the rights of the game, uh-huh. but I don't, I don't know for sure. But, yeah. Could you imagine the the Insomniac squaring up with Bethesda and going, all right, we'll give Xbox Sunset Overdrive 2, but you have to give us, you know one of the Fallout the new Fallout game whenever it's coming out the Elder Scrolls game yeah I'm, I'm sure it would never happen I don't see that sure. as a fair trade yeah. at all for um, sure I, I would love it because I haven't done play the Fallout or Elder Scrolls game but man I loved Sunset Overdrive that's such a good game November 19th Titanfall 2 the tag classic that never quite was that should have been November 26th, Fen, you and Pluto and the gang can jump on Sea of Thieves oh I love Sea of Thieves chug and beer so then if you're not busy on Friday nights and you like fighting games I mean you really like fighting games, you have an arcade stick uh you know your history in fighting games. You don't have to, but it's certainly more fun when you when you're a fighting game guru to join us on Friday Night Fights. Mostly we've been playing uh, VF5 and Killer Instinct, but we've been dabbling with MK11. I'm hoping with the MK11 Aftermath expansion, Game of the Year edition or whatever, that we can get a couple more people to play that game. It's really fun. The graphics are crazy good, and that's also getting a free 4K60 Series X update. I'm not sure on the PS5, but I would guess being a third party, they're probably going to do the same. Um, are we still doing Among Us on Wednesdays? Finn? Yeah, that's died down a little bit, but if you want to join us for Among Us on Wednesday, come in, jump into the Discord, uh, add yourself to the Among Us role, and just uh, Wednesday nights, ping around and see who he's willing to jump in and play a few matches. 
uh, Tana Zodiac are, has been kind of running things, or uh, Yifau, or Are You Dead are some good people to get that rolling. And then we also have our monthly book club. Uh, we will have a book selected here soon for the month of November. Uh, add yourself to the book club role, and if you like to read, that is the place to be. I uh, say that does it. Oh, uh, I do want to kind of just share last episode we had a little bit of a technical thing that happened some performance issues um from the mp3 file that i oh, i'm glad you clarified i was like wow finn you're just sharing this publicly yeah <laughs> 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 no um our our mp3 file got corrupted and when i was uploading things it just didn't work so about 11 minutes into the show all of a sudden the show disappeared and then it came back for the final like 30 seconds and oh that's wow we lost yeah. the whole show we lost the whole show we had dead meat we had are you dead or sithy on there i mean it was a great show um so the gremlins struck again and uh but dead meat came on the show to announce that we do have some new masons in our community that's the members who have the bright blue text uh or as their names and they were voted on by the current masons and elders from our discord uh as people who have uh shown that they have stuck around and they're willing to participate and uh help the community grow and do think good things so audible silence warlock uh beefsteak bragamy and uh lagartha are were all voted on to become masons in our discord so uh it's a couple weeks out so if you hadn't noticed feel free to still congratulate them uh again it's a it's an honor that is bestowed upon those that are nominated and voted on by current masons and elders so uh you know one day we hope to keep adding more to the ranks and keep things going um with that it's a it's a nice honor to have i remember when i got my masonhood it felt like uh like i felt like i belonged in this community <laughs> it was nice so and then you guys voted me into power i don't know what you guys were thinking with that making me council that's bad i still got like eight more months of wrecking things so let's see what happens right <laughs> good but, job fan <laughs> <laughs> all right um so this leads us into our deep dive for this episode and this episode uh you know i was listening to another podcast and they were talking about taking video game properties from one studio and giving them to a different studio whether to change Uh-oh. the o- the overall uh dynamics of that game uh to make like a first person shooter a uh third-person shooter or a tactical game or platform or whatever or just kind of the different styles of the game so like some studios are known for their stylistic uh creativity with certain games can they apply that same style or creativity to a favorite franchise that's developed by a different studio um so i propose to you guys this kind of question like if you could take some of your favorite game franchises and have them produced by somebody different or produced in a different format or genre what would they be so anybody Optimus, pluto i've got a few i mean one of the things i always wanted to see i always wanted to see them do 
Um, you know, Gears of War is a brilliant third person, very tactical, had a very specific kind of movement, and it was fun, but I always thought it would be interesting to see if they had turned Gears of War into a more arcade-like shooter, like Unreal Tournament or Call of Duty, that was first person, that was a little more loose, not as not as dependent on pure shotgun war, but having that same atmosphere, um, I thought that would be kind of fun. That's one of the, one of the things I've kind of always envisioned wanting to see It'd that I'll be probably an interesting never place to see. take that over. Yeah. If I had a choice for Gears of War 4 specifically, and I suppose to follow Gears of War 5, I would take them away from the Coalition because <sighs> they are... I don't like what they do with Gears of War. Um, the original trilogy, some of the best games I've ever played, and up until Rocket League... Gears of War 3 was my most played game of Dude, all time. I played so much Gears 3. Yeah. So Horde was was my uh, go-to, but I also enjoyed the multiplayer when they had uh, Australian I played that for game it, that first year with the season pass. I played Gears 3 every night. I mean, forever. And even into year two, uh, Sith and I played all the time. All yeah the time it was, it was so good it was just it worked and there were some things in gears of war 4 like the the horde mode the horde mode is is great you know you can set up your base wherever you want that's a really great change to to horde but the that was the best system, horde yep agreed yeah the card Pluto, system can go jump on you are a, now my friend <laughs> it was great it was great i mean i've spent hours even playing that but uh Taking it back to achievements, I had to buy a loot box to get the last card I needed to get one of each card. Because it just, for, no matter how many boxes I open, I think I talked about this last time. Three or Gears 4? For Gears 4. So, yeah. Coalition. Dude, Gears 4, yeah. ugh, and then Gears 5, that game can, the story was good, but the multiplayer can eat a bag of you know what. Yeah. I, I said never again after Gears 4, and. I, so far, I've uh, everything I see about the game cements that position. But oh, the story's so good. The campaign was good in Gears Five. This the just the multiplayer and Horde. If you can imagine, Horde in Gears Five is almost worse than it was in Gears Four. I was like, oh my gosh, what are you guys going backwards now? Mm. I'd like. <laughs> I might just read a synopsis of the campaign and be done with it because that's my <laughs> level of interest. Um, well, it is getting a pretty sweet Series X graphical update and and it's on game pass and that's true that's true but they also the campaign is good they also have an achievement for getting a re-up 30 times and they're still releasing more achievements so coalition can can get fucked (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) all right Uh, fair enough (laughs) um pluto is there a game that you would like to kind of see yes i I would if you uh, will I would love to see uh, Dead Island. So Dead Island is uh, my favourite game. P- favourite game, not the best game. It's my favourite game. I'm well aware of. And that's issues, exactly that's all subjective. Uh, you know, yeah. people will get all like it doesn't matter. It's my favourite game, and, and would, even best game is subjective, right? What do you base it on? Critic scores? Yeah. The general public. So anyway, sorry. Gears yeah, Five is the best you're 100% game, guys. Right. People, if you tell people in in public or when you can see the face that Dead Island is your favorite game, they look at you a certain way. You're not um, the first person that I've that I've heard like, oh, I love that game. That game's so fun. I don't think they said it was their favorite game, but they did love the game a lot. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a cool. Is it is a great game, 
but I would I would really like to see Dead Island 2 given to a developer that can finish it because so far it's been through two two studios it was with Sumo and then it went to Dam Buster which they made Homefront Revolution which is a buggy mess so it doesn't doesn't bode well but I'd like to see Microsoft Studios one of the Microsoft Studios buy it and and pick it up Um, I also thought if you had a crossover again Dead Island with maybe an old school Bioware that made the Mass Effect games um, to have a really kind of fleshed out story um, and RPG system I think that would be really cool well, I will say I would like to see maybe a Mass Effect since you said that. I'd love to see that in like a XCOM Gears Tactics style art uh, or like strategy. Wasteland Three. <laughs> yeah, one of those slower tactical RPGs. That would have yeah. been kind of cool. And like where like if characters actually died, that they would die, and you would not have them for the rest of the game. So. Be- That's such a hardcore way to play games, man. I know XCOM's famous for that, but man, that is that is hard. <laughs> That's hard boiled. I, th- I think the way you kind of get away with that is like you kind of build those people up so like they're not like necessarily prominent chess pieces, if you will, to the game. But like, uh, I'd love to see a version of that game where th- those characters are like. You only have so many characters you can earn, I guess, throughout the entire game. And if you lose one at the beginning, you may end up uh, missing out on dialogue or something that may happen later right. in the game. Like uh, actual consequences for certain characters not finally making it all the way through the end. So Another um, fun thing, I, would, I mean, I think this would be a nice shot in the arm for this franchise if you could reboot and they tried this once before they just didn't have enough inspiration but if you could reboot Castlevania and maybe get like the guys that make the God of War games to do it <laughs> just I think that would be awesome That's I'd like to see that series come back in some form and as much as I love um, 2.2D and 2.5D I think to get the mass public's interest back in Castlevania you'd have to go bigger Right, you'd have to go with that spectacle, or maybe like get the well. Lords even, of Shadows was the, a really uh, good run. No, exactly. That's something that was great. But then they dropped the ball. They did the second yeah. game and totally dropped the ball. Um, hell, if you got the guys that made Assassin's Creed Origins to do Castlevania, that'd be dope. No, oh, that would oh. be cool. Take from software and they do a Castlevania game like Dark Souls. Ooh. Oh, that could be cool too. That would be that would be like if you wanted to be extra hard. Yeah, that would that would be. I'm my thinking jam. more like a. Th- 3D Metroidvania where you play Alucard through eras of time would be like Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. Fair. I think your idea would be perfect for like rebooting the original story where you wanted to punch your nuts because the game was hard as hell with Simon <laughs> Belmont. Oh god, but that that'd be that'd be just. So I'd be awesome. down. Oh, I'd be down. Yeah. Maybe it'd give you a difficulty slider, kind of like Jedi Fallen Order, where you can yeah, have like story mode. That was a, a great too. So, yeah, that that'd be awesome. I mean, I I just love this rabbit hole of like kind of where things could go, like how things could happen. I mean, it'd be really cool, you know, how like zany would it be if like uh rare would take over and make like a I hate to go back to this franchise again, uh 
but I'm just drawing a blank, but like Mass Effect, like having that kind of them doing like a one-off story inside that universe that with their zany uh, kind of goofy storytelling nature to take over a game and, and just really put a different perspective in that world. Cause you know, Mass Effect is very kind of dark and, you know, yeah, it's pretty world ending, you know, sci-fi, yeah. but yet, you know, ha- having some fun with it and, um, or maybe like Nintendo, you know, what would Nintendo do if you gave them like a halo or a, um, God of war or something like that? Like, what would that look like if one of their studios took over or something like that? Like, I would straight up pay money if Nintendo made a cart series with all of the uh, Microsoft-owned properties. That would be <laughs> freaking so much fun. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Well, we Nintendo about- only does a few things really well, and the Mario Kart, like the new Mario Kart uh, 8 on the Switch that that my kids have that game is a blast. I would love to play that with Master Chief and Banjo-Kazooie and mm-hmm. uh, now you could put in um, the Skyrim guy with an arrow in his knee. <laughs> true. <laughs> that, that is very true. Or you could do like, I mean, Hop, you're a big fighting game, like just having all the Microsoft properties inside of a and fighting, a fighting game. game. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. They put... they. Master Chief was in one of the Dead or Alive games that was on Xbox, and then they have uh, Arbiter and Killer Instinct. But yeah, having having all of them in like a Smash Brothers style game might be cool. Or even like Mortal Kombat 11 has a lot of guest characters, right? There's RoboCop, Joker, mm-hmm. soon to be Rambo. So yeah, that'd be cool. I'd, I'd like to see uh, the Banjo Kazooie IP given to maybe Playtonic Studios. So I think they did a uh, pretty good what job. Those guys, which games did those guys make? They made Ukulele. Yes. Which I think oh, if they tightened okay. it up a bit... I actually really enjoyed Ukulele. I think they just made the worlds too large. And if they just tightened it up a bit um, and put Banjo and Kazooie back in there because I mean, I've wanted a real Banjo-Kazooie game since Banjo-Tooie. And there hasn't been one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a beloved franchise for sure. That's just been kind of sitting dormant, like one of my favorites, Crimson Skies. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, you don't have to go far to find someone going, oh man, I'd love a new Banjo Kazooie game. No. And they don't make one. Like, I, I don't get it. But I think Playtonic would do a pretty good job with it. Um, the other one I thought might be a bit, well, it's probably not controversial, but uh, what if you took Halo Infinite and you gave it back to Bungie and they put the the Bungie spin on it that we all remember from the first, you know, four or five Halo games that, you know, coming home from school, getting into some co-op, couch co-op with your mates... You know, I think in a new kind of setting that they've got with the open world, I just think that would be excellent. I think that's a definitely a awesome dream to have, but you could I don't know, like it just feels like Bungie's like we're done. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. I think I think they so, were I mean, done. That was the whole reason they originally left is they didn't want to do any more Halo. They were like, we're done. We finished. 
I mean, as far as they were concerned, but when they finished Halo Three, it was done, and then they came. They still had uh, a contract for two more games, so they they put out ODST and Reach. And I think at this rate, though, like with three four three, yeah, you're right, Pluto. I think a lot of people would praise that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think three four three. A lot of uh, good press about that if that yeah, happened. They just can't seem to hit it on all cylinders, cylinders yeah. yeah the game you know halo 4 great campaign not so good multiplayer halo 5 campaign mm-hmm. was not very good but great multiplayer yeah still dividing halo the f- 4 that campaign was pretty pretty good you know new enemies everything it was a like good that. focused mm-hmm. narrative good. i mean they i liked them experimenting with jumping into something a little different i thought that was cool i'm not mm-hmm. so sure where this whole thing with cortana's rampancy and all that's gonna go but that's a really interesting premise to cortana's rampancy and yeah and i think it's a good story crux i mean they gotta do something forward if they want to keep us interested in yeah those characters i really think like this cortana business cortana chief is the i think they've milked that story thread as far as they really can go i mean they almost need to hand it off like on this next game they kind of it might be good for them to kind of pass the torch to some newer characters kind of like i guess kind of like what gears of war is doing the older characters are passing off to you know jd and kate and and all those guys and you know it's you got to pass that torch at some point because even though Master Chief is what superhuman and and all that, he's not going to live to be two hundred years old. Maybe he will live to be two hundred years old. I don't know, but you know, you can only give people so much of what they want. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing. They'll just reboot the franchise in like <laughs> yeah. six years, and we'll get a Halo Combat Evolved Redux, re re and, remaster. Yeah, it'll be it'll be all good, and they'll just start the whole story over until. It, a completely different uh version of the uh covenant wars so um well thank you professor pluto for joining us i I would you know if you have any ideas on what franchises you would love to see take a different approach to their stories and uh gameplay feel free to jump into our discord and add that um again this has been another episode of the tag so i want everybody to get a chance to kind of uh give themselves a shout out and what they've been working on and their free time. Cause you know, this is just a labor of love we do and we do it for the community. We do it for you guys. So Pluto, I want to start with you. What's going on with you outside of uh, joining us here on the tag cast? Well, I've been taking a small break from uh, our normal podcasting duties uh, because of the baby. I would normally be looking after the baby during podcast time and, I'm sure you guys know that doesn't mix, but if you do nope. want li- <laughs> if you do want to listen to us uh, talk about achievements and how crazy we get about achievements, you can find us at realgamerscore.com. Um, if you want to talk to me about achievements, I mean, let's let's do it. I love talking about achievements. Um, but you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on the Discord. You can find me pretty much everywhere. Just Professor Pluto. It's all one word, so nice and easy. Awesome. Hop. You've been a busy fellow. Oh, just working on a little old 
thing called the Retro Futurist Culture Podcast. Um, if you're interested in science fiction, Mad Max, Blade Runner, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, any of that, strike your fancy cyberpunk stuff, uh, come check it out. Um, I will, uh, I will uh, get you guys a URL. If not, come uh, ping me on the Discord. You can join, and I'll send you a link to the Discord. I have a separate Discord for Retro Futurist Culture where we have some discussions going on there. Um, Working on show notes for the next episode, we're going to deep dive into RoboCop on the Retro Futurist Culture. Yeah. That Mm. was so good. I was really late to the RoboCop party, but I think I saw it maybe five years ago for the first time. Still holds up, man. Wow. I saw it at the theater when I was a kid, but. It's (laughs) actually a lot more violent than I thought it was going to be. And I was. I was like 10 or 11 when I saw it in the theater, and it. it, I was probably too much for that age to watch. I would definitely not show that to my kids. Not. No, no (laughs) way. But it's really good. It's such a good show. It's a phenomenal movie. No, it's great. I actually also enjoyed the remake they did. I never watched it. I couldn't bring myself. I mean, it wasn't like... It didn't hit the same notes as the the original, but I enjoyed it. But also, I'm one of those people that can enjoy bad things just because I know how to turn my brain off at a certain point. I hear you. I just felt like that's one of those things that was so well done. Like, when something's that well done, don't... Sure. Don't mess with it. Just leave it alone. Oh, but the way we are in today's world, oh, I know. We milk I know. everything. So, anyways, I am Fenrir765. You can find me in the Discord. Uh, my little side project. You're listening to it right now. So, thank you so much for making it through another episode with us on the Tagcast. It's been a blast to do this. Uh, we are coming up. We're in November. We have three episodes left this year. Uh, we'll have one right after the console releases, and then we'll do two in December. So if you want to join us in Ooh, December, please. The December episode, are we doing a game of the year? Game of the year, game of the year, game of the year. We may do it in December. We may do it in January. I don't know. All right. We'll see. Fair we'll enough. See. Fair enough. But anyways, if you want to join us uh, during our episodes in December, uh, please let me or Hop know. We'd love to have you on to chat about whatever it is we chat about. Because sometimes we don't even know until I hit the record button. And that's the fun (laughs) of the show. So anyways, thank you for joining us for another episode. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. And party on. Thanks for joining us, Professor Pluto. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yes, yes, yes. See you, everyone. Peace out.